following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Welcome back to Recurrent Events, current events for Retro Minds. Happy Groundhog Day to you and yours. It's Jason back with you. And for someone who has visited Gobbler's Knob and the beautiful borough of Punxsutawney, PA, yes, technically it is a borough, This is one of my favorite days of the year, and of course the perfect excuse to watch the 1993 film starring Bill Murray. But you didn't come here to listen to me talk about my Pennsylvania heritage. You came to get the skinny on the latest reboots, remakes, collectibles, and just plain nostalgia in our world today. And let me tell you, we've got plenty of it this week. Coming up, NBC is bringing back one of its classic 80s sitcoms, And speaking of the 80s, one of Hasbro's most successful properties during the decade is invading Fortnite. And Pepsi is selling Coca-Cola. What? That's right. Well, let's sort it out this week in Recurrent Events. All right, as we mentioned in streaming news, NBC is bringing back... Caden Alley, the 80s sitcom starring Susan St. James and Jane Curtin. They are developing a reboot of the comedy, which originally aired from 1984 to 1989. The team behind it is responsible for the upcoming NBC comedy Young Rock, which is the early life of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The network has put in a pilot commitment, but no word yet on when they are shooting for as far as a release date or any actresses that they have hired for the project. Over on YouTube, you can start watching episodes of The Real Ghostbusters beginning soon. Over on the official Ghostbusters YouTube channel, Sony has decided to uh, ease our pain a little bit from pushing back Ghostbusters Afterlife from June to November by releasing episodes of the 80s cartoon. No word yet on uh, exactly how many episodes they are releasing, but sounds like they will be either swapping out each week or adding more each week to the official Ghostbusters YouTube channel. So that's uh, great news for us fans that uh, are reeling to see the Afterlife movie. And now we can relive a little bit of that by watching The Real Ghostbusters on YouTube. Legendary Television is teaming up with Netflix to bring two new titles to its anime series lineup. The first being Kong Skull Island, which will be based on the 2017 movie. Powerhouse Animation will be behind the project, who has previously given us Castlevania and the Blood of Zeus. The other new anime series is going to be based on Tomb Raider and will be connected to the recently relaunched film franchise. No word yet on target dates between the two anime series on uh, on when they will be released on Netflix, but they are in the works. Um, Netflix is really getting into the anime business as we wait for the uh, new Masters of the Universe series, which is titled Masters of the Universe Revelation. Production on that show is still going on nearly a year after its uh, original announcement. So, anime fans be looking for a new Kong and Tomb Raider series coming to Netflix. And finally, in streaming news this week, we have a date for the new Mighty Ducks series on Disney+. March 26th will be the debut of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And its first trailer was released this week. You can watch it now. The series is actually a sequel series 
nearly 30 years after the original, and will star Lauren Graham with Emilio Estevez reprising his iconic role as coach Gordon Bombay. I watched the trailer, I must say I was uh, interested. So uh, yeah, I can't wait for this to come out and check it out. It will be a 10 episode series set in present day Minnesota. So go over and check out the trailer now and uh, tell me what you think in the comments. Over to movies now, and Disney has found its star for the upcoming remake of Cheaper by the Dozen. It is none other than Zach Braff of Scrubs fame. He will star alongside Gabrielle Union in the movie, which this time will center on a multiracial blended family of 12, navigating a hectic home and their family business. It's set to debut on Disney Plus sometime in 2022, so next year and will be directed by Gail Lerner with executive producer Sean Levy, who directed the first movie. So just 19 years after the original film debuted, Disney is giving us a new look at Cheaper by the Dozen. High school students in Japan have built a Back to the Future monument. Yes, after four years, they have made a DeLorean replica out of aluminum, and the monument in front of Tanabe Technical High School now slowly spins, playing the Back to the Future theme song, which apparently was okay, and has working lights. This is really cool. I mean, uh, here's a very tangible way to uh, keep your kids busy and at the same time provide a, uh, a fun monument to film history. Here's a thought. What movie would you do a monument for and what would it be? Let me know in the comments. Uh, since uh, Ghostbusters is one of my favorites, how about a life-sized Stave Puff Marshmallow Man? Who's going to make that happen for me? Uh, it won't be me, but... You know, that would be fun uh, just to do a, a life-size version of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in maybe some random city in the United States. doesn't have to necessarily be New York, you know. But uh, what would your <laughs> statue, uh, if you ran a school and had some people working for you, what would you build? Let me know in the comments this week. And uh, check out these images over on YouTube of this fun Back to the Future monument in Japan. In music, fans of Cheap Trick will be glad to know that their 20th album will be released April 9th this year, titled In Another World. They've already released the first single from the album, Light Up the Fire, and you'll be able to get it on uh, digital formats and CDs, of course, and also some special vinyls. There will be a blue spattered vinyl at independent record stores and also a limited edition picture disc at Target. Uh, Cheap Trick isn't one of my uh, you know bands that are up there when I'm going back and uh, listening to what I would call classic rock now, but... Uh, this is interesting. I did listen to Light Up the Fire. You can uh, stream the audio over on YouTube. And uh, this is nice. I'm, I'm glad bands like this are still continuing on and, and making music during these times. As we teased at the top of the show, the Hasbro characters coming to Fortnite will be G.I. Joe. And it looks like the uh, first character is going to be Snake Eyes. Uh, I'm not big into Fortnite. I know my kids are. They've played some of that uh, off and on, I guess, over the years. And in recent months, they've added characters from uh, Terminator, Predator, uh, even uh, the Mandalorian from Star Wars. So... Uh, all of these characters now being incorporated into one of the more popular games out now in Fortnite. Uh, it's not going to get me to <laughs> really dive into it, but it's really neat to see some of these classic characters uh, being infused, if you will, into uh, modern video games. 
into maybe an audience that uh, is not so familiar like we are with these characters. So, G.I. Joe coming to Fortnite very soon. Alright, we've got plenty of food talk this week, and yes, Pepsi is selling Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, that is. Uh, this past weekend, on the 31st, was National Hot Chocolate Day, and Pepsi on Twitter teased that uh, they will have a chance, a, a giveaway, that is, to try the new Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola. So it's uh, infused with chocolate. Uh, I'm not sure about this one, but uh, I don't know. Pepsi kind of has that... You know, cola is almost like a nutty flavor, I guess you'll say. So it might go well with it, but uh, I would be curious to try it. I did enter, so uh, I don't know. We'll see if uh, if I get a chance to uh, get a couple cans of this before maybe it uh, goes nationwide. But yes, chocolate Pepsi. I don't know. It sounds interesting. I'll try anything once. And I side with uh, Pepsi in the cola wars, so uh, <laughs> I, I just want to try it. We'll see what uh, see what happens. So hopefully, if I don't get a couple cans from Twitter, they'll be releasing it to stores. Just in time for St. Patrick's Day this year, a new limited edition Lucky Charms Magic Clovers, which turns your milk green. Yeah, so uh, taking a page out of like Captain Crunch, what was it, Halloween Crunch that turned your milk green? This sounds like a great idea for essentially St. Patrick's Day and uh, turning your milk green, that's uh, <laughs> that's going to be great. That is coming February 1st at major retailers while supplies last. Magic Clovers, turn your milk green, Lucky Charms. Pebble Cereal turns 50 this year, and Post is celebrating by introducing two new Pebbles Light Ice Creams. Of course, you'll get Fruity Pebbles, which features the Fruity Cereal Milk, Light Ice Cream with Candy Bedrock Bits, and a Fruity Swirl. And then you can't have Fruity Pebbles without Cocoa Pebbles, which has uh, Cereal Milk and Chocolate, Light Ice Cream, swirled with Chocolatey Bedrock Bits, which will be available in February at retailers nationwide. Well, we told you about it several months ago, and now Coca-Cola with coffee is hitting retailers with both regular Coke and Coke Zero Sugar. You'll have three flavors to choose from, Dark Blend, Vanilla, and Caramel. And if you have the Zero Sugar option, you can get Dark Blend and just Vanilla. 69 milligrams of caffeine per can. Yikes, you're going to get jazzed up when you're drinking this. Uh, I am going to try it once I see it in stores. I'm not sure. I'll probably just go for the regular dark blend and see how that tastes with just uh, regular Coke. Uh, again, I just love trying these drinks and infusions, if you will. This won't be something. I, I, I prefer just regular coffee in the morning. So uh, getting my caffeine fixed by kind of mixing two different things, I don't know. It probably won't stick with me. But uh, I do plan to grab a can once it comes out and I see it in stores just to give it a try. Coke with coffee coming this month. Valentine's Day is coming up and Cheerios is bringing back the Happy Heart Shapes. It'll be in a variety of Cheerios flavors, Honey Nut, the uh, original Cheerios, of course, blueberry, chocolate, and cinnamon. They should be hitting retailers nationwide now. So surprise your Valentine and get a box of Cheerios with the Happy Heart Shapes. All right, now let's get into a couple weird things here that came across the recurrent events feed this week. The Impulsive Buy spotted new Lemon Groove P2 
Pink Lemonade Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts lately has not uh, held back on their flavors. They've done Jolly Rancher. They've tried the uh, pretzel variety. And now Pink Lemonade. Uh, I'm a huge lemon fan. And Pink Lemonade. So, I don't know. Maybe when these come back around to Ollie's, (laughs) I'll pick up a box once uh, everybody else passes on them. Pink Lemonade. Lemon Groove Pop-Tarts. And finally, in food this week, uh, I'm not sure you want to give this to your Valentine. Unless they uh, just, I don't know, are over the moon for those little candy hearts. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese unveils a new pink candy limited edition flavored mac and cheese for Valentine's Day. It uh, Essentially, if you look at the picture, it turns the mac and cheese pink. They give you some special candy flavor packet in there so you get hints of a sweet candy flavor while you're eating your mac and cheese. Uh, they're actually giving away a thousand boxes of these if you visit candycraftmacandcheese.com and enter by February 8th. Uh, that might be the only way that I would dry a box. I don't know. Uh, a sweet mac and cheese. Uh, I don't know. This just uh, is not doing it for me. But if you look at the picture, what is really fun is they have a bowl that looks like one of the candy hearts. And that would be something I would be interested in probably more than the actual mac and cheese. Is to uh, have a little bowl or uh, even a, a dish that you could cover and have one of those fun little candy heart sayings on top. But anyway, if you want to try it, you need to enter that giveaway because I don't think this is uh, coming out to retailers. This will just be a special uh, special chance to get a limited edition to uh, try for yourself and tell the world. Candy, macaroni, and cheese. Yeah, I'm passing on that one. Okay, a few things in collectibles now. Last week was Funko Fair, and they announced several new pops and uh, other products in classic pop culture characters. And we've got a few for you to show this week in recurrent events. One of my favorite comedy actors, uh, let alone actors of all time, is John Candy. And they announced two from the Cool Runnings collection. Sanka Coffin and Irving Blitzer are coming from Funko this April. Staying in the early 90s, how about some White Men Can't Jump Pops? That's right. You get uh, Billy Hoyle, played by Woody Harrelson, and Sidney Dean, Wesley Snipes. Both of those coming to Funko. These look great. There will be uh, six characters in the Goonies franchise that are coming as Pops. You've got uh, Mikey and his uh, map. You've got Data showing off his uh, boxing glove little invention there. You've got Brand and his uh, workout equipment little uh, hand exerciser there, which is great. And there are two sloth pops, one with his uh, pirate's hat and the suspenders. And you've also got him, uh, what would be the uh, dungeon sloth with his uh, ice cream, holding his ice cream. So uh, these look great. I, I was thinking they had done... Goonies before, so I could be wrong, but these uh, look really great. How about some classic TV now? We've got some Happy Days Pops. Five of those in that collection, including the Fonz, and even Arnold, Pat Morita. You've got uh, three from Frasier. Of course, uh, Mr. Frasier Crane, Niles, and Martin with his dog, Eddie. Those are very fun. And how about Bewitched with uh, Samantha Stevens and Endora? Really fun here. And we are also getting some new G.I. Joe Funko Pops. The Baroness, 
Scarlet, Storm Shadow, and two versions of Snake Eyes. One that comes with Timber. These were really great. Uh, a lot more Funko Pops were revealed this week. Those are just a few that I noticed. But uh, yeah, go check it out. Funko Fair was uh, four or five days of reveals this past week. If you are a pop collector, you're probably already on these. But uh, yeah, some great new Funko Pops coming. Do we have any stamp collectors out there? Uh, I'm not sure if that's still a thing or not, but coming later this spring, the United States Postal Service is going to be releasing some Star Wars droids stamps. The droids featured in this pane of 20 stamps will be IG-11, R2-D2, K2SO, DO, L337, BB-8, C-3PO, GNK, or Gonk if you prefer, the uh, 2-1B surgical droid, and C-110P, commonly known as Chopper. So whether you uh, still collect stamps or just want to share some Star Wars love to some of your friends out there, maybe you're sending a birthday card too, those will be coming... Uh, Sometime this spring, new Star Wars stamps from the post office. And finally this week, Guinness World Records has announced that as of January 10th, the Children's Museum, Smeridland, maybe? I, I <laughs> no, I'm messing that up. In uh, China, now possesses the largest interlocking plastic bricks diorama in history. The uh, museum went with the Lord of the Rings theme and a recent video over on YouTube showcased this masterpiece 2,060 square feet in size totaling 150 million Lego pieces. Took about three years putting the whole display together. I'm just blown away by the video shots of this and thinking that's all interconnected. Wow, took a long time, but you know, the world, how how massive is the Lord of the Rings world and all of the different lands and everything, and they've got it all laid out in uh, one big diorama. Just great shots here that uh, I'll be showing over here on YouTube. I thought we had a lot of Legos, but uh, I don't think we can uh, <laughs> even touch 150 million. This is pretty crazy. All right, as we wrap things up this week, we've got a couple people to say so long to. Emmy and Tony-winning actress Cicely Tyson passed away this week at 96. Her career spanned over 40 years, and actually her memoir, Just As I Am, was published this past Tuesday. She broke into movies in 1959 with the Harry Belafonte film Odds Against Tomorrow, followed by The Comedians, The Last Angry Man, A Man Called Adam, and the heart is a lonely hunter. She refused to participate in black exploitation movies that became popular in the 60s and waited until 1972 to return to the screen in the drama Sounder, which earned her a Oscar nomination. Also, a lot of her work came in television, including Roots, the Wilma Rudolph story, King, the Martin Luther King story, and many others. She was nominated 16 times for an Emmy in her career, winning for Supporting Actress in 1994 for the adaptation of The Oldest Living Confederate Widow Tells All. She was nominated five times for a guest actress in the drama How to Get Away with Murder. She also starred in Miss Jane Pittman, the TV movie. She was in the uh, Richard Pryor comedy Bustin' Loose, Fried Green Tomatoes, and Hoodlum. 
also appeared in many Tyler Perry films and also had a 2009 guest appearance in Law & Order SVU. Cicely Tyson passing at 96 years old. Another actress passing this week, Cloris Leachman, Oscar winner, was 94 years old, won eight Emmy Awards, and had 22 nominations. She also won the Supporting Actress Oscar for The Last Picture Show, and her career spanned seven decades. Some of her most famous roles was the Phyllis character in The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and its spinoff, Phyllis. She was also in the 1974 horror spoof Young Frankenstein. She also earned two Emmys and four other nominations for her role as Grandma Ida in the 2000s sitcom Malcolm in the Middle. Many roles in uh, classic television shows like The Twilight Zone, Gunsmoke, The Untouchables, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Also had a recurring part in about two dozen episodes of Lassie. Most recently, a voice actor appearing in a couple episodes of Adventure Time. She was also the character Gran in The Crudes. Cloris Leachman passing at age 94 years old. All right, it's time to go around the Retro Network and uh, tell you what's been happening in the podcast channel and over on the website. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to the new Rental Return Tales from the Video Store podcast, which debuted its first regular episode this past Friday. The show interviews past rental store employees and their stories of working at those stores back in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s before the rental store had its demise. This is a fun show that uh, Adam Pope has put together from Wizards and Sequel Quest. Um, he is uh, taking on all the interviews and I'm doing the production work behind the scenes and we're doing a fun kind of group interview format as you're listening to those episodes. Uh, to celebrate its release, we're actually doing a giveaway and today is the last day to enter. So head on over to the Retro Network website. I'll also have a uh, link in the show notes and over on YouTube to get to those Episode 1 show notes, which has the giveaway. Just enter through the raffle copter there. You just got to follow us on Twitter at TRN Social, uh, subscribe to the podcast, some ways like that to uh, gain entries into the contest. A 12-pack of VHS tapes offered up by Adam is the prize. Some great titles in there, and uh, any VHS collector will be glad to get those in their library. So uh, check out that giveaway going on now. Yesterday on The Run-In, brought to you by The House Show, Maddie, Kevin, and The Educator revealed their picks to win the WWE Royal Rumble this past Sunday, which uh, they actually recorded a day before. So you'll get to see who predicted the outcomes uh, the best if you listen to the run-in. Tomorrow on Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, the trio of geeks is back to review Wizards issue 28. also want to pass along that Wizards will have a special Patreon-free preview episode this Friday, the first episode in their 90s Super Cinema series, which will be uh, Steven and Michael reviewing 90s superhero movies. They're kind of cheating a little bit on this first one, going back to 1989 and reviewing Batman, but its impact surely affected the uh, 90s superhero movies to come. So check it out this Friday over on Patreon, patreon.com slash wizardscomics and their new 90s super cinema series for all their patrons. Should be really fun. Thursday on The House Show... And it's a regular coverage of WWF's Saturday Night's main event. 
This time the episode is titled Five Count because, uh, of course, it's episode five in the series and because King Kong Bundy is featured in a match. And I had forgot about this, but he was pretty notorious for asking the ref to do a five count instead of a three count just to show how badly he uh, you know, beat up his opponents. So five count coming Thursday on The House Show. And then Friday, Sequel Quest returns. We are going to get a Rewind episode this week looking at a sequel to Midnight in Paris, the Woody Allen film starring Owen Wilson. And then later in the month on the 12th, a new episode is coming pitching Disney sequels. Don't they have enough sequels? I mean, uh, (laughs) is there any left to pitch? But uh, they're going to give a shot. All the guys from Sequel Quest and uh, special guests and the latest Patreon VIP for the Retro Network, Mike Westfall from the Advent Calendar House podcast. He's going to be coming along, and uh, this should be fun. They're going to be looking at uh, titles like Treasure Island, uh, Haunted Mansion, The Great Mouse Detective, Pinocchio. So it should be really fun to hear their pitches for some new Disney sequels later in the month. And also some web features on the RetroNetwork.com. Recently, Gary the Mile High Samurai continued his series on Check Out Those Ads, looking at Robin Number 1 from 1991. There was a great ad in there for the old Arch Rivals basketball video game, which I love to play. And uh, I did want to pass along that each post this year that he does in that series is going to feature a comic from 1991 for their 30th anniversary. And speaking of anniversaries, Gary also posted a great article on the 35th anniversary of the Challenger disaster with some history behind that and also his experience of that day. It was truly one of those events, might have been the first event kind of in our generation that uh, you remember exactly where you were and Gary really unpacked some memories in that article. Check that out on the website. Also a fun article by Jeff who was uh, actually responding to the preview episode of Rental Return. We were talking about some of our favorite movie rentals as a kid and uh, one of his was the Tiny Toons Adventures movie, How I Spent My Vacation which features a trip to the Happy World Land. And he told us all about that, took us through the movies and and his memories. Really fun article over on the website now that you can check out. So that's what's uh, going on around the Retro Network. Connect with me this week on social media, at TRN Social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where you can also leave feedback on recurrent events. Maybe there was a headline that caught your eye and you wanted to leave some feedback. You can do that on social media. Also comment on YouTube if you're there now. Subscribe to Recurrent Events and your favorite podcatcher. Listen to the show on your commute. Uh, Watch on the Retro Network YouTube channel. Every Tuesday morning, you know, grab a cup of coffee. I promise I won't tell the boss. And uh, even if he does catches you, you know, you're you're catching up on the important news of the week. So uh, (laughs) hope you will be a subscriber to Recurrent Events. But that's going to do it for this week. If you want more info on the stories mentioned, make sure you check out the podcast notes, which will also be on the website. And, of course, there is a link in the YouTube description to all those stories. Until next week, this is Jason wishing everyone a great week and stay safe out there. We'll talk to you again soon. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.